You are now tuned in to the Gifted Gab. Like, I think the best thing about life is that every single day you could wake up and it's a brand new day to, to be better than the day before. Absolutely. I think basketball taught me that a lot too because like I've had games where it's like one game I score three points and then the next, ne- literally the next game I go for 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like every single day you just have to like literally dust it off and it's a new day to get better. And as long as you have that hunger, like if I can make today better than I was yesterday, just learn one new thing, whether that's from a book or from talking, a conversation with someone. It's like, that's just that's growth right there. Let's get it. We got the jitters out. We got the jitters Yeah, we got the jitters out. No, it wasn't. The first time, yeah, yeah. The first time we were half an hour in, bro. And no, no it was audio. the first ever episode we ever did. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny, yo. That's all good. That's all good. Bloopers, That's man. Good, bloopers. <clears throat> we back after a long hiatus. Another another episode of the Gifted Gab 1K Combos. And I got a really special guest with us here today. I got downtown Toronto right here in the building. Yes, sir. Malcolm Duvivier, the boy mugs around the way. Yes, sir. Welcome, man. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Came out here to Edmonton. We connected, reconnected, you know, after it's been a long time. How long is it? I don't even know how long it's been. Years, it's been years. years. Obviously, we, you know, we chopped it up on the, on IG and stuff like that, but to actually see each other and kick, and kick it, bro, it's been a minute. It's so. been a hot minute, man. So, you know, that's how it is. You know, I feel like downtown, we have that family atmosphere. You know, everyone knows everyone, and, yeah, I just had to come out here, reconnect, and, you know, it's good, it's good to have you, it. man. It's good to have Thanks you. Thanks for having you me, out man. out here playing pro. You got an interesting story, bro. Like, you, you know, downtown, yeah. you came from the ends. Yeah. You know, from... From a young and you were a phenom. Mm-hmm. You know, tell us a little bit about you know kind of your journey. Like yeah. you didn't go to the states to play ball yeah. for high school. So right now I'm here playing um the third season of the CBL for the Fraser Valley Bandits. Um, currently um going to the end of the season here playing against Edmonds, Edmonton Stingers, going to our last three games and um yeah just uh second year playing for the Fraser Valley Bandits. Uh, last year we played in the bubble. Made it all the way to the finals and lost to Edmonton. So, you know, <laughs> here playing our arch, em, our arch nemesis trying to, you know, trying to get our redemption. But uh, we're working on it. You know, all that matters is you win your last three games going in. So that's the plan. Try to get back to the finals and win those. And then, yeah, basketball, man. Growing up downtown Toronto, started off. Started off just playing basketball, just, you know, how it goes, you know, playing monkey bar. I was a monkey bar player, you know. I used to start <laughs> off playing on the monkey bars in my neighborhood. And then, you know, eventually used to playing on John Innes Community Center, playing Regent Park Community Center, Esplanade Community Center, just all over downtown. Any gym downtown, you could find me there playing runs or, you know, working out with a different, you know, different trainer, different um, different youth worker that's willing to, you know, put in, <laughs> invest time into me. You know, anyone who was willing to give me drills, I was willing to do them. And from there, just, I used it as a... When I first started playing ball, it was more of like an outlet for my energy, you know, very hyper kid, you know, a lot of anger built up. And it was just it was just gave me an opportunity just to release some of that anger, energy release and and just became a passion of mine. You know, fell in love with the game. From there, I just became a gym rat every single day. I remember putting in hours at John's community yeah, center. Man, like, I, see you, man. <laughs> like, I was literally putting the hours and and that just um, from young. Too. Yeah, from young, from a young yeah. age, it just it, it helped me. It was something I knew I could use as a vehicle and as a way, you know, as a way out. And, like, 
that was all it was, you know, like how, like what, like what is a is a hoop dream, right? It was either the blocker, you know, hoop dream, right? So that was just I, I really found it as a way out, and and from there it just became a hobby of mine and a passion. I just literally went at it full fledged. Had the opportunity to um, go to St. Michael's College School. Wanted to go that, to what was that like? What was St. Michael's? Like? <laughs> Wanted to go to Eastern Commerce, like everyone else, <laughs> you know, without a mandem. You know, I was already registered, everything to go. And then uh, a week before school started, I had a, I got the, got got the call and got the scholarship opportunity, and I wasn't really messing with it. Like you know, it was an all boys school. Obviously, you know, you're what, 14 years old. You want to be with all your friends. You want to be hooping with your boys. But at that time, I was like, yo, this is a, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. I actually went to go visit the school and I seen the, the facilities, and then I just looked at the opportunity, like people that. Like you know, they're they're investing in their education at a young age. So it's like these are people who are gonna be you know successful one way or another, whether it's sport or not. And um, I just looked at it. It was I just took the risk. I just, you know did something different. Went to St. Michael's College School, and um, it was t it was tough at the beginning, just getting used to you know like the the education. Um, but from there, I just I I loved it. I just started lo just loving the school, going to school in my own city, getting you know a high high quality education, and also building like building up a basketball program from nothing. Like before, it was always a hockey school, always a football school, and then um, yeah, me and Dwayne, me and Dwayne noticed we just we were there, and yeah, we just started change the culture in the school, and just started building into a basketball program, and made you know. And it opened a, a pathway for a lot of you know, other young kids to come up and and and, and other downtown kids. Yeah, too. other downtown kids. Like you know, I have my my little bro Nelson Caputo. He went there. I have another um, little bro like Godwin Bowen. He's from you know from um, from from Driftwood, and that's where I lived after I moved from downtown. So it was just like to give other to know that my story gave opportunity to you know up the the lives of other kids. You know, it was just it was it was it was, was motivated. It was like. You know, inspiring to me. Like even when I, I was inspiring myself, like you know, to even <laughs> go out there and just, just, just do my own thing and create my own path. And then, yeah, I went did four years at St. Michael's College School during a time where everyone was going to prep school and leaving to go to the states and try and go play for all the you know leave their home. And I was like, nah, I'm gonna stay at home and really just build the culture here. Like I felt like I was already going to a prep school. Mm -hmm. In, in Canada, and I was home around my family, around my friends. So I was just like, I'm just gonna build up here, and 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 I'm not, I'm not a guy that likes to, to change. That. Like you know, not I, I like to finish what I started. Yeah. So, so I went, I went, just we started building it up. Like eventually, my senior year, I won. You know, I was able to win Offsa. So you said, you said something interesting. Mm -hmm. You said, you know, you were able to inspire other people with yeah. your story. Yeah. You know, tell us about, you know, your, the recruiting process, how yeah. that was for you. So my recruiting process, it, it, it was it was it was a crazy time, you know, like because originally I was a 2014 project uh, prospect, and I was gonna do a year of prep school, and then because you know we have five, we get five, five years, years in Canada, years. so I was gonna do a year of prep school after I finished that same mix, and then go to then go to university, but then dealt with injuries going into my senior year, um, playing rec ball, we got broke my jaw, you know, mm -hmm. and then I after coming off that, I had a torn meniscus, so I didn't play my first game my senior year until until January. Mm -hmm. So was, and then from there I went undefeated. Like I literally went undefeated, you know, twenty one and zero to bring the school to first officer championship. So I went to all my schools that were recruiting me. I was like, yeah, I want to go this year. You know, I was coming off a hot season. I was coming off injuries. Like I don't really want to mm -hmm. risk doing a prep year if I don't really have to. You know, so um, had the had the opportunity to get a get a full scholarship to Oregon State University. My my first coach was uh, Michelle Obama's brother Craig Robinson. <laughs> That's crazy. So this was like a it was a big it was a big story. You know, like in Toronto because like. 
to have Michelle Obama's brother at the time I was living at uh, Jane and Shoreham so to have him come to like come to the projects literally pull up in his Yukon truck like you know pull up in the black Yukons and like to have Michelle Obama's brother literally come visit me you know at, at, at where I was living was just like an amazing thing a lot of people were talking about it and um and you, and you met Obama too, yeah right? yeah I had a, so I had an opportunity to meet Obama I met him a few times I met him two or three times mm. went to the uh, went to the White House <laughs> mm. had an opportunity to go to the White House we went there um, the first time I met Obama, he was like, he literally knew who I was already. That's, That's the type of, that just shows the type of character he had as a person, you know, like he did his research on me. Like I'm trying to introduce myself like, hello, hi, I'm Malcolm DeVille. He's like, he's like, man, I know who you are. Like I got to watch out for you Canadians. <laughs> literally. He's like, he's like, man, I know who you are. I got to watch out for you Canadians. You guys are coming to take over. He's like, Andrew Wiggins doing his thing and all this and all these, and all these different players. So I was just like, Obama knew. Yeah. Obama knew who I was. And it was just like, he knew what's up. He, like literally he knew my story, knew where I was from. And it was just like, that was like. That just shows that was inspiring to me alone, like just that. And um Take a breath, take your time. Yeah, just yo, <laughs> just yeah, meet Obama. That, like, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just going through it in my head again. Like I'll never forget that day, you know, going to the White House and meet Obama for, and um to him that for him to actually know who I was and like it's 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 kind of like yeah, it's, it's like full whoa, circle, yeah, it's, it's like full crazy. circle, it's like and wow! Now, and know? now look, man. You and then now you know, finished finished up at Oregon State University. Brought them to the tournament. We actually went to the tournament in 2016. So that was like another build up because like it, it wasn't the best team in the Pac-12, but I was like, it was a high level team, and it's something we could build something going towards the future, you know. Mm -hmm. And like our our group of guys were the guys we had. Um, obviously we had a coaching change. We know Coach uh, Wayne Tinkle came in, and then our group of guys were the guys who like built the foundation to what it was today. Like, they, they, bro, they just made the, what was it, the Elite Eight or the Final Four yep. this year? And it was just like, our group was the one that started that, mm -hmm. started that train rolling, you know? We got, we, we made it to the tournament in 2016 for the first time in 25 years since Gary Payne played there. Yeah. And it was me, Gary Payne, his son, it was me, Gary Payne the second, and a bunch of, like, you know, a bunch of other guys, like, that were, Langston Morris Walker, who's doing his thing right now, he's, he's a guy, one of my close boys, he works at Adidas, and it was just like, Bro, we all we're the one that started that train, you know, getting it going. Like I was saying with high school, like, you know how many like successful people have gone to St. Mike's since after me? Like, there's a guy that you know, Danilo, he went to Harvard from St. Mike's, and it's like there's so much different guys who just went through there. It's like I always wanted and to you blaze that trail, blaze that trail. Like I always wanted to just do my own route, and I always wanted to build my own path, and like, and yeah, and just try to inspire people with just doing just doing things my way, and not feeling I had to do it like oh because this is the trend going on or because this is what what people think is the cool thing to do at the time, you know? I was like, no, nah, I'm gonna do what's best for me, and then even though it might be against the grain, I'm still gonna go for it, and hopefully this opens up a new doors for a bunch of other people in the future, you know? Mm -hmm. And and you do you doing that all that now too, right? You yeah, yeah. Pro? Continue to playing pro right now. Um, well, I just on the side became a mortgage agent. Mm -hmm. I'm big time and in, in investing. So and a lot of people don't know this about you. Yeah. You got a degree in finance. Yeah, yeah. My I finished my degree of finance at Oregon State. Then, um, yeah, I played one year at Akron. I was actually working on my MBA. Mm -hmm. Um, need need to go back and finish that up. But you know, to 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 just even start your MBA at the, well, what was that like twenty three years old? You know, mm -hmm. twenty four years old and almost have it done was a big thing too. And yeah, my degree in finance. So finance is always a passion of mine. Investing, crypto, stocks, whatever. It's you real big, estate. You big on crypto. Yeah, big on crypto, and um. Yeah, so I became a mortgage agent on the side. And it's just to show people, like, we're more than just athletes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I play basketball, but, like, I'm, bro, I have a mind. You know, I have a real, I'm a, I'm a deep thinker, you know? So I have a lot of ideas, a lot of things I just want to go for. And it's like, 
even though you're an athlete, oh, they say like, oh, you're just a basketball player, bro. Don't be, a, don't let people put you in that box. You know, mm -hmm. like, be have the courage to just go out there and try new things and like, yeah, and just try to break out of that box of just being an athlete. Like, even when LeBron they was trying to speak on other things, like, oh, you're just an athlete, shut up. You know, like, I was like, that really was like an eye opener for me. Like, you know, just because we play a sport, that doesn't define us. You know, mm -hmm. it's like we're not defined by our job. No, you're not. You know, you're not. You define who you are as a person, you know, and what you bring to the table. So, has the uh, has the pandemic made you think more about life after basketball? Oh yeah, big time. Like, cause it it was the first time in a long time I had separate. Like, literally, was not playing the game. You know, like, like I came off the summer series last year, and like, um, my overseas things fell through because I was supposed to go play a few places like you're not supposed to go indonesia but then they weren't having in imports i was supposed to go slovenia and then uh, uh their top sponsor dropped out because of covid and the money wasn't there no more so i was literally just home in toronto for like the first time since i was in high school you know like mm -hmm. back home living with my mom at the time i was like oh man like you know the back home living with my parents after you know five six years seven years of you know Being college you know, playing pro all over you know different places. Play for Team Canada. Yeah. yeah, I played Team Canada when I was in high school and just um yeah, so it's just like going back home it had me think of like I'm back to square one. I'm like who okay, I don't have basketball right now. What am I gonna do? Like, you know, I literally went back to square one and it was like it's kind of a little bit of identity crisis, you know, like trying to figure out who who am I? Because like basketball defined me mm -hmm. for so it's many so years. Long, yeah. Like it consumed all my time, all my energy. And it's like I really had to go back in the mirror and look at myself like like, who am I again? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who am I? Like, remove basketball and, like, who is Malcolm DeVivier? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Without without basketball. Because, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that box. You know, I've always, like, yeah. I had myself in that box. It's like, but I'm like, yo, I have my degree in finance. You know what I'm saying? I, I have, like, there's so much other interests I can go for and do. Like, and I, I think big. I have an abundant mindset. Like, even when it comes to basketball, I'm like, okay, for LeBron James, I want to be an owner of the team one day. Like, mm -hmm. I was, and I really started looking, like, okay, Playing basketball, LeBron James making 50 mil a year. Listen, you know, 50 mil. What is the owner of the team bringing in? And then what did he do to get to into that position? Mm -hmm. So I started, like, really looking into guys who were already successful. Like, and I was like, yo, like, I want to – it's more than just a game. Like, I want to be a, a team owner. Like, I don't – I could do this. I don't have to do – I could do it through basketball. I could do it out of basketball. And, like, I wanted to look for different routes, different routes – where I can, like, put in my investment and still play basketball at the same time. That's why, you know, the mortgage agent, to me, it was, like, the perfect thing. I wanted to get into real estate more. It was I had a finance background. Mm -hmm. And, um... You're, and, also, you're also building a little brand for yourself, Yeah, I'm too. also building a little brand, too. But, like, I, I yeah, more, that just felt like the right fit for me, you mm -hmm. know, to, Tell to us do, about to that. get interest. And then, yeah, I have my brand going on, like, uh, built different. And it just kind of incorporates all that I talked about with my root, just trying to build your own path and... Have the courage to just do things your way and on your time. Like, a lot of people feel pressured or, you know, social media puts a lot of pressures on a lot of people that we need to be 21 or 22 and have, like, you know, be successful or have that rolly watch mm -hmm. or drive a BMW or Benz. And it's just like, bro. I, I, I felt victim. Yeah, to me too. It's just like, you know? but now you could build, build your life differently, bro. Like, you're on your time. Everyone's on their own time. We're all different. We all have our, our different our different strengths, our different things that we bring to the table. And it's like, utilize those and, and build your, and build your life around those, like on your time, on the way you want to do it. Just because like at the time, the big thing for me was everyone going to prep school. I'm like, nah, like I'm going to build it up here in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Like do it my way, the way I want to do it. It's like, we feel 
sometimes we yeah like having role models and having people to like look at how they did it is a good thing but then it's like sometimes you just have to go out there and just make like make bold decisions and mm -hmm. being bold being F bold and fortune favors the bold yeah and do things your way so that's like kind of what i what i'm going for with the brand you know build different i'm gonna have like clothes coming out soon i want to do more community events mm -hmm. like coming like i want to do a lot of community events like circling around like mental health and helping kids like and reaching out to the youth and giving them providing them a resources that i didn't have growing up mm -hmm. to just enable them to achieve their goals or achieve their dreams whatever that is or or give them the the resources to build their life different you know to build their life differently whatever that whatever that is you know so did basketball ever feel like it was uh you know stressing you out at one point uh yeah you know basketball is, yeah. it has its ups and downs it's like anything you know um there's times where people see the pro life yeah they, you know. yeah everyone thinks it's all glitz and glamour you know like yeah you're playing you're traveling all over the world you're playing pro basketball you're doing this but it's like yo it's a serious it, it, it takes a lot on your mental you know every single day it's like you got to wake up and just it's a new day it's a new day to just be better than the last you know and i think when you take that marathon that marathon perspective it kind of eases it but yeah there's a lot of pressures especially when like I was a guy who everyone thought was gonna make the M like be an NBA guy, you know. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, they still have the it could, it could still it could still happen, but everyone's like, yo, Melvin's gonna be an NBA NBA. Like, you know, I was I was a guy from downtown who was like supposed to be the one to make it to the NBA, and it was like after college when I didn't quite, you know, when I obviously then you know, I didn't get there, and it was just like you that just start to see, yeah, it took it took a toll, bro. It took a toll on me a lot because like you just see the way the way people change like the way they talk to you the way they you know they approach you and then you but it's a blessing that occurs you know it kind of weeded out the it, it, it was a blessing in disguise you know because it could have weeded out the people that that you know they were just there for the ride type thing you know and it's like but it's a lot like yeah it's a lot, a lot on lot. you bro that, and it's that in toronto like i, I find toronto is a very scarce mm -hmm. like scarcity mindset i know people on the gab always like this guy talk always talking bad yeah, about toronto no. that's not the case the city's a great beautiful place. city yeah but you know the people it's it's a it's city a of like six a million people yeah. right it's, there's not six million not all six million people are good people mm -mm. you know what i'm saying and that contributes sometimes to the culture where it's like you go somewhere and you know there's a lot of that you could feel the negativity in some mm -hmm. places some people carry hostility towards people that are doing well for themselves, yeah. you know. And, and I think when we talked about social media, sometimes that might amplify it. Might yeah. it might ten x that, you know. So you said you know during the pandemic, mm -hmm. you were in Toronto for a bit. Yeah, yeah. How did that make you kind of, you know, yeah. re-strategize or, or recalibrate after mm -hmm. like being stripped away from basketball? And um, you know, it, it was. So just being away from Toronto for so long and being back, it was like a lot of people who are who are my friends is like I'm not doing the same things they're doing. So I just literally I went through a like a just kind of like an isolation period, like you know not not just because of cold, but like just I just need to be on my own and just figure out who I was and who's like who like who who did I want to be, you know, and like who would I want and who around me is gonna help contribute to contribute that, to that mm -hmm. and not. Cause yo, whether you like, it, bro, the people around you matter. You know what I'm saying? It really, the energy around you, the the day to day, the conversations you're having, the just like yo, a simple dap. Like yo, the way someone daps you could just it could change your day, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like someone comes to you and gives you some ha like some half ass dap. You know it's like that could be like it just you know it gives you that weird energy. Where if a guy like, you see him, it's like love from the yo mugs. You know what I'm saying? When you saying giving him his big hugs or whatever. You know it's like 
just those those type of just the energy like energy never lies bro energy like never energy lies. never lies so it's just like you want to have people in your corner who are going to help contribute to that so i started just going back and like figuring out the group of friends i wanted to be around i started reconnecting with a lot of high school and a lot of my high school friends and because that's an interesting environment yeah you, you didn't go to school with like the people you were around yeah right. i didn't go yeah. to st mike's yeah you're, you're so exposed to a new group of people that yeah. you might have never ever never, been exposed to yeah so like yeah, it was just a different mindset of people in at St. Mike's. You know, these people are maybe they're a little bit more gifted, a little bit more. You know, had parents who are more successful, so that blueprint set out for them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like a lot of people who grew up in, you know, like um, you know, grew up in the hood or grew up in you know under underprivileged you know environments, it's like the we don't support have system. the support system's not there and the blueprint's not there. Like, yo, a lot of people are like. The first people people in their in their um in their family to graduate university or to do certain things like like me I was like, like you yeah yeah I was like first one in my immediate family to like graduate like university and like be doing big things playing pro basketball and doing the, like to even graduate high school is like it, is whether it's a is an accomplishment like you know like people in my family a lot of people in my family haven't haven't finished high school mm-hmm. so it's like. A lot of people that grow up in these these low income are the first ones are are being trailblazers in their own families mm-hmm. and bro, there's no blueprint you're there's just no going out there and you. just trying to figure it out on your own and it's like that's where like being built different comes in it's like yo you, you're not following that parent that's like okay you have to go here go to this university then you get this job you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying there's no nobody there's said no one before that no one said oh you just had we're just thrown into the fire like and we're like you said yeah and we're, it, we're all like. I think everybody thinks there's a manual for this shit. Yeah. There really there's isn't. There's none. There's none. Like, we literally just go out there and say, okay, I want to do this. Either we succeed or fail at it. Mm-hmm. And we learn from it and we move on. And that's, it's just a series fail. of events like, like I, that. I read the uh, one of the biggest book. like, one thing that helped me trigger the most is reading the book of um The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fool. Oh, that's a good one. Like, the, the main message that, that stood out to me was like, the reason someone is more successful than you is because they failed more than you. Mm. Like, whoa. Like, you know it's what I'm like, saying? Like, it's, it's, whoa. It's, yeah. Like, we <laughs> all think, like, everything is glitz and glamour. Like, oh, yeah, we see all these people that are successful. Yeah, we see the success. But we don't see how much times they failed to yeah. get to that point. Mm-hmm. And, like, bro, me in basketball, me and like, any anything I've done, like, bro, I failed. And I'm, but I didn't I didn't quit. Mm-hmm. I just Dusted myself. Yeah, maybe I rested. You know, I took a little break. Like, maybe I needed this. But I recharged, and I just came back with a different type of hunger. Mm-hmm. And it helped me prevail through everything I'm doing. Like, you know, whether it was, you know, basketball. That's what I, That hunger is what helped me get over that hump and helped me be an exceptional player because I was always, like, they always call me a dog on the court. I just, like, I'll chip on my shoulder. You're, that's, a, dog. You're a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah just because I just wanted to prove. That's why I just had something to prove, you know. It's like, even when I go into this business, the bit, like, now I'm transitioning more into the business world. Mm-hmm. I'm at rock bottom again mm-hmm. and I'm learning a whole new array of like knowledge and just different it's just different you're learning the game all yeah over just again. learning learning a new game all over again mm-hmm. and it's like bro you get discouraged you're gonna like you know it's like mm-hmm. what, like even as a mortgage agent I'm cold calling people on like you want know, you go a month goes by you haven't made it you know I haven't made a dollar on it yet you put up all this money to get it done like you know to get your your license to get you know, pay your brokerage fees and all these things. It's like, I haven't even earned a dollar yet. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's kind of, you. and there's times where I'm like, yo, I didn't even look. I'm like, yo, I just put my mortgage stuff away for months. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not months, but like, you know, weeks at a time. And okay, I got to come back, right? Come back to it. Like, 
just go back to the blue the 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 board you know and just write out how am i gonna market myself again how am i gonna maybe i have to just change the way i'm co- like you know change the knowledge i have mm-hmm. like learn more and do these different things but i just feel like the more you fail is the more you're gonna be successful because you just have to continue to just dust yourself off and just keep going just and you're gonna eventually gonna one day it's just all gonna click mm-hmm. your finance degree mm-hmm. when you went and started playing pro Mm-hmm. Did it give you a different lens to look at basketball with? Oh yeah, like um, because what like pro basketball when you first start off, especially when you're playing overseas and stuff, it's all right money. Like you know, what I'm saying you're not touching league money. Mm-hmm. It's like you're making enough money to just you know live Keep a solid up, yeah. life. So like I, having that investing degree helped me take that money and help me get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, I was I was making all right money off basketball, but. I was what I was doing with my money. I was putting. I was investing in stocks. I was investing in cryptocurrency. Like cryptocurrency is what took me from here and brought me from here. Like yeah, I'm making. Okay, maybe I'm making whatever in a season. I'll probably like I don't want to put up numbers, but you know what yeah. I'm saying. You know, <laughs> don't you but like yeah, 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 I don't want to put up numbers, but yeah, just you know, I'm making all right money. You know, just average money. But then I was, that investing is what took me from average to like mm-hmm. six figures. You know what I'm saying? Like touching six figure money is just like and having that, that knowledge. It's that knowledge is yeah. like. Think about other guys that play pro. Mm-hmm. They don't have a finance degree. Yeah. So they're not doing the same things mm-hmm. you're doing with your money. I was going to ask you, what about looking at the pro basketball like business? Does it yeah. Did it give you a different lens looking at the business side of things oh, of, yeah. uh, of basketball? Yeah, I learned, I learned the business side of basketball the hard way. <laughs> 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 so, like, you know, I had my first gig. I played in Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, went out there. I was playing basketball. And then... And yeah, like I got, I got cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every, like at that time was my first time really, I think it was my first time ever getting cut. Mm-hmm. Like in my life. How did that hit you? How did that Like you? playing national teams, provincial teams, teams on teams on teams. I've never been cut. Mm-hmm. And it was like, but it wasn't because of my skill. It was just a business decision. A five-year all-star came up in the league for the same money I was getting. And I was a rookie. We are 500 at the time. Like, now they broke it down to me like that. I was like... It's business. Business. Straight mm-hmm. up like that. Like, you know, the guy, a five-year vet in that league is getting is willing to take a pay cut. And we have a... We're, and it's a and it's a high-pressure season. And we're, we're, we're betting on a rookie. So, it's like, yo, I learned the business the hard way. I learned the business side of the game. But then that helped me... Not take anything not personal. Take, not take it personal. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, I just... Every day, it's like, it's a business. And then... My, then I got to my next job, and then, and then I learned the even new side of the business. Like, oh, this guy's getting paid this. Cause I'm like, yo, I'm going to practice. Like, it's college. Mm-hmm. Dogging everyone, picking up full court. Like, just embarrass. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Embar- trying to embarrass the starting point guard who was there for years. Mm-hmm. Trying to, like, you know, really just, like, thinking I can earn my minutes. And I'm coming off and playing nine minutes, mm-hmm. 12 minutes, mm-hmm. 15 minutes. But then I learned the next side of basketball. It's like, okay, this guy's getting paid this much money. He has to play. They have to get their money's worth out of these guys. It's yeah. not like how it was in college. Like, everyone's on an even playing field. You can go and just dog practice, and you're going to get that that start the next thing. It's like, nah, this guy has been there for five, six years. He's getting paid a certain amount of money. He's going to play those minutes. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you get to the next point where, like, Guys are older too. They're not going as hard. In, then I realized yeah. like, yo, guys are not going as hard in practice as as they were. Like, you know, when you're in college, you, the guys are like, yo, I'm good. Like, I I'm a five year guy. I know I'm gonna get my thirty minutes. Why am I worrying about this rookie? You know, like mm. it's just different mindset. It's a whole different game when it comes to the pro level. Was it culture shock? It was. It wasn't a. I was shocked. Is how. 
because I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, yo, why am I like, why am I not playing? Why am I not? But it's just it's the business side of the game, and it's like, then then you'll finally get that coach that just lets you doesn't care mm-hmm. and lets you just rock out, mm-hmm. and then that 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 one season could change your, your whole life. your whole life, you know. So it's just like. Like I didn't do nothing different from when I was playing for this coach and I was playing for this coach, mm-hmm. but it was just the opportunity came and you I just seized take it. you, you seized it. it. Yeah, I was ready for it and I seized it, and um, yeah, that's the business the business side of the game, man. Yeah, I learned and it, it, it grew it built that resilience mm-hmm. where like you can't take things personal. Every single day is a new day. You just have to go out there and do your job, mm-hmm. and yeah, it made me just just take a different perspective to the game, you know and. And not to, yeah, just be a professional in my craft, work every day to get better at my craft. And and then there's things that are out of my control I can't control and just try to control the things I can control. Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your fruits? Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your underwear? Shame on you. Treat your own with some respect. Come shop with me at Kashan Persian Rugs. What's that you said? You can't afford one. <laughs> Nonsense. You can come in store right now and walk out with the rug with our new Buy Now, Pay Later program. That's right. Buy now, pay later. Come shop with us at Kashan Persian Rugs. I was, uh, I'm just gonna yeah. organically get into it. Yeah. I actually did, um, when did I start? I think it was last, right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. I was going to this thing called Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. And they basically just teach you, like, how to, how to speak and, like, speak in yeah. front of crowds, you know, like, teach you, like, little tricks and shit, yeah. how to be articulate. And I was trying to, like, I was saying before, I was trying to do acting, and, like, mm-hmm. my guy is just like, He's like, yo, just slow down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and like, he's like, really make the words your own, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't just like spew them out. They're like, own the words, you know? Yeah. And stuff like that. It was the acting thing, for me, I was just like, because, yo, know, I've, I've seen a lot of, you, you hear a lot of stories about how actors kind of mm-hmm. like, they lose themselves. Yeah, to characters. Lose themselves yeah. to characters, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like Heath, like Heath Ledger, I think yeah, lost yeah, himself Heath a little Ledger, bit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So for me, when I was like, yo, if I'm going to do this acting shit, I'm just, any anything I'm going to mm-hmm. audition for, I'm just going to do it, like, as me. Yeah. You know, if Alex was uh, a freaking, you know, a, mm-hmm. a looter, a, a, a robber, a, a prison guard, or if whatever. You, if you in that if it was me shoes, doing yeah. that, how would I play that you know mm-hmm. obviously you take the instruction even sometimes when i'm like reading the scripts i'm just like yeah. hey, fuck i'm just gonna say this like with my own swag and yeah. that kind of made me like 
your own style. Yeah, your, your own, own style, style, you know. I don't know. Yeah. It's probably not the right way. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I just feel like, you know, because when you're trying to, like, be No, no, that is the best way, though, to just... Because you start creating a style of who you are, like, your type of acting, exactly, you know? Exactly, yeah. A lot of guys, like, when they get into acting, it's like, oh, I feel like I have to be, like, this way or this mm-hmm. way. And then now you're... Act, no, it's like, just be you. Like, filter that character through you, through mm-hmm. your lens. And, like... Act like a lot of people, like you're saying with Heath, that people lose themselves. It's like you have to have a good foundation of who you are Facts. before you get into acting and like be something else. So it's like that's why we see these child actors they lose, lose themselves because like they were acting before they even had a chance to know who they were as a mm-hmm. person and develop into that person. And imagine we don't know, like, bro, I'm, st- I'm 26 years old, I'm still figuring out who I am today. Yeah. Me too, man. <laughs> and it's yeah, like, like, imagine being 12 years old, 13 years old, acting. It's mm-hmm. like, you never even got to establish that identity of who you are. Tip the mic this way a little bit. There you, you go. Yeah, you yeah. didn't even get established, you know, identity of who you are. And then you're acting all these other different people. And it's like, you lo- they lose you themselves see, in these yeah. different characters. It's easy to see. You see it more often than not. And, um, yeah, that's why I was just like, you know, for acting, yeah. I feel like, think about, like, what's your favorite, what's your favorite Denzel Washington movie? The one, um, John, what's it, John Q? John Q? Yeah, I love no, John Q, like, bro. Most niggas say Training Day. Yo, tra- Training Day too, but that was a, you know, I like John Q, bro, just because it was a more, <laughs> nah, both of them are, both of them are nice, though. I had a, I had an actor on, on the pod, yeah. and he told me, he went to, um, same HBCU that, like, John David Washington mm-hmm. went to, and he was talking about Denzel, and he said that he saw Denzel, and Denzel in Training Day is regular Denzel. Really? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we think about it, we're like, yo, we think that, oh, this guy's yeah, such yeah. a sick actor. Yeah. He was, like, playing this, like, you know, this thug, uh-huh. and, like, you know, like, he was a cop, but like, he's so him. dirty. That's but that's just, just deep yeah, down that's just him. deep yeah. down who, who he yeah, is. Yeah. And that's dope. Yeah, that means, yeah. like, you know, Train Day is one of my favorite yeah. movies, but it's like, that's, like... Who he was naturally, mm. cl- yeah. And he created this, per- like, not persona, but, like, the professional side of it's Denzel, you know, yeah. professional side, but, like... You know, it's still that person from before. <laughs> it's still the same person. That's, That's why I was like, it's yeah, it's 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 astonishing to see. Yeah. Um, you ever watch uh Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? You gotta watch that. Once it's a movie about movies. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check it out. Tarantino, man, I was I watched that and I was like, yo, this is a the concept. I'm always obsessed with like concepts of things. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the idea behind this, this story? Yeah. This? So like, I really have appreciation for shit that's like. Like you said, like really like unique or its own path. So when I seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you guys might not know this about mm-hmm. me. I I always go to movies by myself because I feel like yeah, yeah, you can't really like you like I don't feel like this person's gonna enjoy the movie the same way I'm gonna enjoy it. You know what I mean? And then some people like to ask yeah. questions while the movie's yeah, playing. Yeah, like yeah. Shut, please yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I went and I watched the movie and I'm I'm watching. And I'm just like, yo, this is. This, who thinks of this? Yeah. Of like making a movie about movie. actors in Hollywood? Like you're making a movie about people who make movies, mm-hmm. you know? And just the it's I'm blown diff- away by yeah, concepts, you know? Yeah. yeah, like Seinfeld. It's a show about nothing, oh, yeah, yeah. you know? Like yeah, the concept behind yeah. it is just it's just brilliant, you know? It's just everyday life, man. It's and then crazy. you have things like you got shows like Power, yeah, which, which is like more so like story, S- story, yeah, scripted. Um. My, yeah, John. I just like John Q because of the passion behind it. The passion, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah, guy yeah. who is willing to do anything for his son, mm-hmm. anything, nothing to stop him. Yeah, 
that's just like you know what I'm saying? Like that that's right there, that yeah. right there is like it's it's bro. something that's like it's it's very relatable. Relatable. It's like yeah. yo, if I was in his shoes, like I might do the same. Like, I might do the same thing. Honestly, mm-hmm. if my kid needed a, a heart transplant and I needed and I didn't have the money, insurance was screwing me. I'm like, yo, I gotta take one. More. He wasn't taking no for an answer. It's the stakes, the stakes, yeah, the stakes and the conflict. High, yeah, you know that's like the the bread and butter of yeah. any good movie, good show. Uh, Denzel's Denzel's yeah, some classics, man. Yeah, yeah. But that's like that's what I'm saying. Like just being yourself, I feel like, is the easiest thing to be. To be. Like, yeah. if I, okay, I like, I like, f- fuck, I like pineapple on my pizza. Mm-hmm. That's me. I don't give a fuck if anybody yeah. else doesn't like it. It's the shit that makes me happy. That's just easy to do. But then when we start like, you know, looking at other shit, you know, and I I fall victim to it. Everybody falls victim to it. We look on social media, just and we see like, people doing what yeah. they're doing. You know, this is cool. This person drives this car. Yeah. We have this house. We, yeah. we get caught up. Yeah, in I always try to just be genuine, bro. Just be genuine in everything I do. Like, even my like my swag. Like, I always, everyone said, like, oh, like, Malkin, you always dress nice. But I just dress, like, I always wear the stuff I always wanted to wear. Like, bro, I could tell you stories on stories where, like, I don't just, I don't, like, I have a one-two designer, but I don't wear a designer every single, like, you know, mm-hmm. all the time. Even when I go, like, I mix match myself. I'll go get some stuff from Zara, get H&M stuff. I went out this one weekend with a bunch of guys. These guys are all wearing Louis Vuitton drip mm-hmm. down, like you know, mm-hmm. ten grand outfits. I came wearing some. I'm not. I wore it was H and M. H and M shirt. I got these some sick jeans from H and M. I got these. Yo, I got these these kicks from Browns. Mm-hmm. Yo, they looked like some wavy designers. <laughs> yeah, fam. And then I had my you know a little MCM belt. You know, nice chain, whatever. But like, yo, men's. I walked in the room. It's like, yo. Oh, you're fly, bro. Like, you're fly. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, men are offering to buy my shirt off me, man. Like, off my yeah. back. They're like, yo, I'll buy that shirt off you. Mm-hmm. Like, two, a bill right now, two bills right now. I'm like, fam, I'm like, yo, if you weren't my dog, I would do it. But like, fam, this is $30 shirt, fam. Yeah. But that's how I realized, like, yo, you make the clothes, bro. Like, end of the day, that's just a brand. It's just a brand. Brand. Yeah, branding is very powerful. What they think. Yeah. Th- like, like, him and American, American Gangster. Blue Magic, that's my brand. Stand by it. You know what I'm saying? It's just a brand. It's just a brand, you know? But, like, you, the people who, people make the brand. People make like, the brand. Lebr- like, Nike wouldn't be with, what, yeah, like, <laughs> God, you know what I'm saying? Build different coming soon, you know? But, like, people wouldn't invest, be care about Nike if they didn't have the people they have behind it. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. t- had Tiger Woods. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the people that help push Nike names, to that ne- yeah. the names that put push to the next level. And it's just like I always go at it like nowadays a lot of guys like a lot of people are starting their own brands and everything. And me, I buy like I buy all my homies stuff, you know. And it's like I don't. And then my homie came is like you like oh, I was a trucker hat. Yeah, he said 120 dollars for it. boom. I sent it to him, no questions asked. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because like. Who who told Gucci or Louis Vuitton that they could charge five hundred, six hundred dollars for a shirt? Who told them that? Yeah, but we'll go pay it. But then when it's like, and we don't ask a question, we don't ask a question. But then when it's someone who's like a peer or someone who you grew up with, it's like mm-hmm. they want to charge premium pricing. We're questioning it, like, oh, why we why is this guy charging this one? Like, nah, bro, that you should be supporting that even more. I think we need to do more of that, like even more of that, just like supporting people who are on the like who are. You know, your peers are doing the same thing who are like, maybe this guy has a popping business that's, maybe you want to have a business there, but just support him on the way. You know, he's having his success right now, but if you support him, it's just like, it's just building, just changing the culture. Like we said, like Toronto, like 
Toronto has a very culture. It's kind of crab in a barrel society, but I think slowly people, I think COVID kind of gave people a time to like take a step back and really start just invest. Let's invest in each other, bro. Like, yeah. you know, like especially as black people, mm-hmm. we're the only culture as black people, we're the only culture that like spends the majority of our money outside of our culture. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I think it says what, like, Six minutes, twenty nine yeah. minutes, something like that. The like a black dollar circulates in the community. Yeah, like really the, yeah, it's not, it's not very long. Like, it, like one, yeah, yeah like the thirty minutes or something. It's not even yeah. long. Like, whereas like Asian people, their dollar will stay like in their, they'll flip like ten times within mm-hmm. the Asian community before it goes outside. Yeah, and it's like, bro, we have to, we have to be the ones. Like, why not us? You know, like with our generation right now to start changing the the culture of things and like. Any of my homies have a brand, I'm supporting it full. I don't want it free. Like mm-hmm. they like, you know what I'm saying? If they give it to me free, I like I'm still offering to pay for it. Yeah. And I'm repping that. Like I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm repping that. Like I'm going to the club. I'm wearing that brand. Like I'm not wearing these other things. So I'm like, that's to me, that's the real designer. Exactly. That is the real designer. Because I know the story behind it. Exactly. And that makes me even like prouder to wear it, like rock it. Mm-hmm. Like, even right now, like, you know, it's where it's when God did stuff in Chinatown, to mm-hmm. be honest. I just like bro, men's be like, yo, most are fly rocking that. I'm just like, downtown yo, downtown, <laughs> make it work. You know what I'm saying? I just wear what I like to wear, and and you know that's just who I am. And I feel like everyone should just have that that courage to just go out there and just just be you, bro. It takes a lot of be genuine, man. yeah. It's it's you gotta be like. I think the hard thing that about being yourself that we don't talk about is mm-hmm. it takes it's a lot of vulnerability. Vulnerability, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're putting your complete self out there. To live in your truth, bro. To live in your live truth, in and, your like, truth. people will shoot at yeah. you, and, and some people will assassinate your yeah. character and say this and this and that about you, and it's up to you to say, well, okay, yeah. like, if people are going to talk shit about me, am I going to do it while putting up a facade, yeah. or am I just going to be me and my truest self? No, that's fair. That's the one thing I like about, like, social media is, like, we can see everybody's story. Yeah. You know, we, can see, we see in real time, like, people documenting their progress. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are open about their, you know, yeah. what they're going, like, what, what they're going through. Yeah, their process. Like, oh, I'm building this thing. This is what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need to take a hiatus here. It's pretty cool. So, you see everything in real time. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of free game just floating around. 100%. On the internet, you know what I'm saying? Like, we've got some people been with us, like, from the beginning. Yeah. That scene when we're struggling to freaking have the sound work properly or get the cameras in sync and you know just seeing that progress you know what i'm saying being able to watch everybody's progress should be more of an inspirational thing i think that the social media shit gets us caught up in like oh comparing ourselves when Mm -hmm. we should be looking at our peers and saying yo this guy's doing some dope shit motivational purposes only man you know what i'm saying motivational purposes only you know so tell us a little more about like the inspiration behind build different man um Built different, like, I was, like I was saying, like, I always wanted, to, I always built my life differently. Like, I always felt like I built my life the way I wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was different than everyone else. Like, I just did things my way, the way I wanted to do it. And I just always claimed as being built different. Like, I was always a strong guy. I was always doing things my way, building, trailblazing. And just, like, so I was like, yo, everyone could be built different. Like, you know, it's just, it's like a, it's just a slogan to live by. Like, I'm built different, you know, like. I'm not doing things the way everyone else is doing. I'm not doing it the norm or the common way or the way that society's saying it should be done at the time. Like, yo, I'm building my life differently. I'm doing it my way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and like, just having that sense of like, to me, it's like when I say I'm building, it's like a sense of pride. You know, it's like, cause it's like it's the story behind that journey. 
of how, yeah. what got you from like point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Like just how, like you said, like someone's following, people have been following. You know, this, this podcast from from the jump from day one to till now. It's like you didn't like maybe obviously there's a blueprint of how podcast should be done, but like you got you took it your, upon yourself to do it your own way. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> we were talking about earlier, you know, but the the way you wanted to, more, the way you wanted to shoot it, mm-hmm. the way you wanted to film it, it's like I want it to be filmed this way. He's like, oh, it's not the industry standard. <laughs> so what? <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? This is the way I want it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, it's just that's built different right there, yeah. right there. That's like the perfect example. Just like just every little thing. And it's like I was yeah, I just always I always thought I was a di- different person. Everyone, so I just wanted to just put it out there and just inspire people to to go out there and do that, do that more. You know. Mm-hmm. That feel that they could do it their way on their time. They don't have to follow anyone else's print blueprint of how they they should do it. And it's just like you're gonna figure it out. Yeah, like you, have to. you just have to figure it out. And just there's no there's no man like you said earlier. There's no manual. You know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. go out there, figure it out. And it's like and once you once you get get to where you want to be, it's like yo, I'm built different because I did it my way. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we can uh, we get caught up in the fact that there's one way. Yeah. Like we no, maybe we've seen it once, yeah. right? And this was the example. But we need to see more and yeah. more examples. You know what I'm saying? We need to see more examples of guys taking your route. Saying, mm-hmm. I'm staying. I'm gonna stay home and play stay at home, home and, yeah. and go like you know, go and get that Division One scholarship. Mm-hmm. You know, go and get a finance degree. Like you're actually one of the first guys I know that played hoops and then went into finance. Yeah. You know, not too many guys take that route, right? So it's it's, it's, it's interesting and like when you em- embrace the uniqueness. Of like you obviously as you an individual and your story, but your story yeah. like everybody's the only way we can tell our story is if you, we like win. You, yeah, gotta you win. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have that ending product. You know, yeah. it's like the end product. And like even when I tell people like I, I want to do a tell all documentary one day about my life. You know, and it's just like there's a lot of things I put out there and there's a lot of things I don't put out there. It's mm-hmm. like I just want to get to a point where I know where whatever I put out there that like nothing could break it down. It's only gonna inspire other people that were in those. Like going through those different, you know, those different whatever times, those tough times or whatever, and it's gonna help them to to see that you can make it through it. Mm-hmm. Like whether it's like, you know, whatever, school, education, business wise, mental health wise, whatever. Like anyway, like I want to just go out there and put my story out there one day to just show people. Like, it can be done. Like, I know, like, a lot of people come to me. Like, kids come to me, yo, you're a big inspiration to me. Like, and I was just like, the first kid that ever came to me, I was just like, wow. Like, it really just, like, made me step back and, like, because sometimes we get so caught up in our everyday lives mm-hmm. of just, like, grinding every single day. And it's like, we don't realize, sometimes just give yourself a pat on the back, you know, like that. You overcame a lot, and you really went a long way. Even though there's more to go, it's like, you, where you are today like ten, that ten year growth, like you know that, that growth over the last ten years, like damn, you should like sometimes you have to like look back and like yo, be proud of that. Yeah, be more proud of like your journey you took, you know. Mm-hmm. And like sometimes we just we kind of like brush our story. Like I'm a guy, like, I don't really like talking about all the things like mean no about. This is like I brush all that stuff off, but like that stuff is inspiring to like for kids, you know, like to know like a kid from my neighborhood, someone who grew up in the same place, was in the same shoes I was, made it, you know, all the way this far. And like if where I was, I was I was that kid in behavior class. Mm-hmm. Like I had three, five kids in my class. So like <laughs> literally like five kids in my class, and it was like I made it from behavior class to St. Michael's College School mm-hmm. to to you know to going to Oregon State, graduating with a finance degree. It's like 
that's inspiring to a kid that's growing up in downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we don't take the time to look back and give our give ourselves, you know, a pat on the back. Yeah, we gotta reflect. We gotta that's reflect. Reflection yeah. is so important, man. Like in order you said like ten years, growth in ten yeah. years, and I think ten years is a stretch. Like even like yeah. five, five years, years, two, three, two, three years, years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we were we were having a conversation and yesterday you, uh-huh. you said something about um how like sometimes you see your old friends and they yeah. they talk about stories from yeah, like ten yeah. years ago or yeah. seven years seven, ago yeah. and like Five you're not even the same ago, person yeah, I'm not even anymore. Not. And that lets you, that makes you realize like yo like we're moving forward over mm-hmm. here. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like like growth. Growth. It's even though even though it's little, it's like every little growth is like even from last year I'm seeing like snap memories and stuff. I'm like I'm looking at them like, who is that person? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not being that same person, like mentally, physically, like everything. I'm just in a different mindset. It's just like, and I'm just like, wow, like the work that I've been putting in is really paying off. You know, mm-hmm. it's like last year I knew nothing about real estate. Mm-hmm. I knew nothing about like, like I knew a lot about cryptocurrency, but like, I didn't know like day trading and all these different things. I really went into depth and just put in the work and just just had the hunger just want to learn these different things and grow every single day like i think the best thing about life is that every single day you could wake up and it's a brand new day to to be better than the day before absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) like that's the greatest even if yesterday i think basketball taught me that a lot too because like i've had games was like one game i score three points and then the next literally the next game i go for 30 Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like Every single day, you just have to, like, literally dust it off, and it's a new day to get better. And as long as you have that hunger, like, if I can make today better than I was yesterday, just learn one new thing, whether that's from a book or from talking, a conversation with someone. It's like, that's just that's growth right there. That is growth, man. What are you reading right now, bro? I'm on the I'm on the hunt. You just gave me a, a whole new... <laughs> <laughs> you know, right now, I was, I was literally on the hunt for a new book. You know, you provide me, you know, a bunch of new books I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive into, but... Um, the last book I read was the last couple books I read was the superior, the way of a superior man. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier that, that book was an eye opener. I sat down and read it in one sitting. Mm-hmm. There was, um, that book I read, there's a book called focus by, um, I think his name is Daniel Goleman or something, something along those sorts. It was a great book. Like just how, would, just how to channel your focus and your, your awareness and mm-hmm. where you put your mind, your thoughts, like, you know, your energy to, mm-hmm. Is where you know, like where you're gonna reap the benefits, and like we think we can multitask. That book was like we it, we think we can, but you can't. You can never. If you want to something do something 100, percent you can never multitask. You have to give it your 100 percent focus. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like you're able to that this book just gave me you know a good good basis of how to handle my thoughts, how to channel these different mm-hmm. thoughts, and how to you know focus when I you know, change my focus at different times. I don't agree with that though. You don't agree with that? Yeah, like you um, don't agree with that? I think multitasking. But can you do something 100% effort, multitask? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you can multitask, but it's never going to be to your complete mm-hmm. 100% focus of what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's where I want to get. Yeah, I agree you can multitask, but I don't think you could do it to your fullest potential. Mm-hmm. I may be biased because I'm, I'm yeah. a serial multitasker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do the studies, man. Do the, do the research, man. I'm pretty sure. Because, um, you know, I'm like, I'll, like my nine to, my last yeah. nine to five before like yeah. starting this business, um, like I was, it was office, like yeah. office oriented, and offices are really like multitask mm-hmm. heavy. It's like you gotta juggle different. Well, what do you mean by multitask? Give me an example of a multitask. For example, you might be hosting an event. Yeah. Okay, so you gotta be over here and 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 putting together the budget and the finances, mm-hmm. 
but then you're also here you gotta put together the crew and yeah. the team but i'm saying it. even more like when you're doing those budgets mm-hmm. your focus is all on the budgets that's, that's what i'm saying it's i'm i'm saying i'm not saying like over like macro i'm saying on a micro on a micro scale like if we're having this conversation, I can't just be here texting on my phone and having 100% this conversation. You, can. you know 100%, what I'm saying? 100%. That's what I mean. Like, 100%. it's like you can't at any given time. At any it's given one time thing. is one thing. That's yeah. what I mean. Like at every given time, it's, like it's one thing. And if you lock in more, so it's like like I was saying about reading. It's like you take that one hour, turn your phone off, turn everything off, all distractions off, bro. You'll probably end up reading way more than your one hour because you you'll get into that flow state of just it's, like it's crazy because I read three books at once yeah. usually. Like yeah, I'll read too, like yeah. like one that's like a novel. Yeah. One will be like more business or self help, and then one more like mm-hmm. you know studies or like you know religious or whatever mm-hmm. it is you know. And like people see that and like you're like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But like for me, I just like I do that. Too, I'm in this yeah. awareness where like I know what works for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm reading and I've been reading this book for the last three days. I want a break and go. Yeah, you need a little break. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, hundred percent. And when people say multitasking, that's what I think of. It's yeah. like maybe throughout a week, you have a, a couple. You have a couple of different goals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Throughout the week, yeah, right? Yeah. To me, that's multitasking. Yeah. You know. I just mean like when I mean multi, I mean like giving your attention, like right now. Like, see, mm-hmm. right now we're hundred percent in this conversation right here. Our minds are not, thoughts are not. Mm-hmm. Thinking about nothing, you know what I'm saying? I'm not thinking about what I'm doing later. I'm thinking about right here this conversation. I think that's what I mean by like your 100% attention, 100% focus. Because then eventually, for productivity, you want to get into that flow state. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To, it, you know, to really perform, state, yeah. yeah, perform, perform at your, like we always perform at our best level. We're in that flow state. So it's like when you give something, your uh, the book kind of t- teaches you how to channel your 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 focus to get into that flow state easier to be more productive. Mm-hmm. So that's where it kind of give me multitasking. Of course we multitask. We have a million, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, like yeah. I said, I'm a basketball player, mortgage agent, investor. I'm more multitasking every day, but I just think on a micro scale, like more folk, like we're here right now. Our attention's right here, you know? And mm-hmm. I think if you have your hundred percent focus on something, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You know, with passion, you're going to do it properly. Mm-hmm. I think you t- touch on that a little bit in, uh, the way the superior man a little yeah, bit yeah, too, just like that working well, yeah. like attention and just putting your all into mm-hmm. like your purpose. You know, like I, I don't think we talk enough about like figuring out like what you're oh, actually yeah, your destined yeah. to be on this earth. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We don't really pay like yeah. brush off we brush it off, you know, when we start thinking about like okay, well, you know, we want the job, yeah. we want the house, we want all this shit. Well what is it? There's bigger purpose in that. There's always Way a bigger, bigger purpose. Always. Like me, I know, like, yeah, I'm a basketball player, but my bigger purpose is to, like, I know my, I think my purpose is to inspire other people. Because mm. I'm a, like, when I talk to people and I get passionate and I'm, like, giving game to my young boys, it's like, yo, I'm just trying to inspire them. I'm trying to, like, give them that knowledge that I didn't have when I was growing up. Or, mm. like, I'm trying to be that big, like, you know, that that, that, that big person. Brother, yeah, man. that big and bro. It's coming, it's coming from a pro. It's yeah, it's coming from, from someone who's lived through it. Yeah. Everything done through it like been through it when it comes to basketball just life stuff too like I'm my young boys I'm always telling them like different life stuff that I didn't you know I didn't have like people are needing me in just different you know different ways I just like bro I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the person that I the role model I wanted you know I wanted when I was growing up you know and that's what I'm trying like that's what I'm trying to do is inspire young kids to just be able to go out there and just be themselves, bro, and just be authentic. Like whatever that is, just go out there and just do just do you bro and don't mm-hmm. be scared don't listen to no one else. Just 100%. Just do you. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and we don't do like, yeah, we don't do it enough, bro. Like, we we really like, we think we do, but we don't. Like, we're always so, like being motivated or subconsciously motivated. And I think we need sometimes you need to take a time away from social media, take a time away from your phone, and just like, and just look in yourself in the mirror, like do that self reflection and find out what like what did, what did God really put me on this earth to do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause yeah, like. These different jobs and all these things are vehicles. They're vehicles. They're yeah. vehicles. You know what I'm saying? It's like we, you have to, but there's still a greater purpose. It's like, like LeBron James being a basketball player, that's a vehicle for him to, ins- bro. The guy inspired how many kids to play the game of basketball, you know, mm-hmm. and, and achieve the NBA. And it's like, you have to figure out what what is your purpose, and then what what vehicles can you use to to achieve your purpose. Mm-hmm. And what if, you know, what if someone thinks their purpose is the NBA and then they, yeah. they realize it's not? Then what? You get this soul search. Mm-hmm. Go back into you know, like, cause you could be a. We think we're not the job, right? Like the job is just like I was saying. Like, I'm a, yeah, I'm a basketball. I play basketball, but I'm not like that. Doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. So it's like if if the ball stop bouncing today, I'm still gonna be Malcolm Duvivier. It might not be like you know, be former basketball player, but like I'm still that person. So it's like finding. What's next, you know, or like finding what's that true passion, what you're really passionate about. Like I'm passionate about, like motivating people and wanting, insp- like I'm passionate about motivating people. Like that's why I think I, I need to do put more out there of. Mm-hmm. Like I think I'm very like your story is inspiring. Yeah, right? story is inspiring, and I think I need to do a better job of like marketing myself and putting myself out there. Cause like even my homies, like when I was on Snapchat, like I was really like. Like, during the quarantine, I was on a workout. Like, you know, workout, I was putting on my Snapchat every day. I'm getting my workouts in. I'm, like, checking everyone else. Like, are you getting your work in, you know? And, like, I stopped doing it. Like, even, like, some, like I, didn't re- I didn't think no one was really, like, following it like that, you know? And then when I stopped doing it, bro, I had all my, like, a bunch of homies. Like, even people that I really talked to, like, that hit me up. Like, yo, bro, like, why you stop, you know, like, posting that, like, that was really motivating me to get in the gym. And I was just like, yo, I didn't even know. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, Sometimes we don't realize that there's always people watching. Mm. Always people watching. You don't know who's watching you, and like someone could watch this, and this could be you know be a spark to someone to you know do do amazing things. And I think that yeah, it's just, as long as you're authentic and just do you and continue to put that message, like just continue to just put whatever you feel that message is you want to put out there. My man, you hit it right mm. on the nail, bro. Any last words, bro? Before um, we get off. No, I just saw you could follow me on <laughs> follow me on Instagram, you know, builtdifferent.ca. And um yeah, I have a lot of things a lot of things coming with the Build Different brand. Uh, right now I'm just focused on the CBL season, but once it's done, gonna have a bunch of stuff going on there. And you know, just thanks, you know, it's good to reconnect with you, bro. Absolutely, <laughs> man. We'll see you championship weekend. Yes, sir. You already know. My guy. <laughs> you guys heard it here first, man. 1K combos, Malcolm DeVivier. You guys know what to do. Just like that, we gone. Yes, sir.